Welcome to Carpe Dime, a podcast about personal finance and everyday life. I'm Jamie Davidson. And I'm Dusty Simmons from Financial Center First Credit Union. Thanks for spending your free time listening to us talk about how life and family affects us achieving our financial goals. Credit cards, Jamie. Man, aren't they just the greatest? Oh man, we love credit cards in America. I think the average uh, running family debt on credit cards right now is about 8,000 per family. We love that, man. You can't, I can't afford it, that's okay. I'm gonna put it on my credit card. Right. It's good stuff, right? Right, they're the ultimate vehicle to use during this age of instant gratification. And, you know, credit cards can be useful and beneficial when they're used wisely, but they can also be extremely harmful to our budget, our spending habits, our credit score. And we've talked about this in a lot of our podcasts, our relationships. Right. That's so that's you know what? The, that credit card use can actually create a lot of problems in the household. Uh, but everything you just talked about there, the, the budget, the spending habits, especially the credit score, this affects us so much every day of our lives. We don't realize it. So once again, we're going to talk a little bit more about this in a different way today. Right. Yeah. We're going to talk about, you know, five ways, this thing called the creep. We're going to talk about the creep. No, I mean, I, I think that's great. It makes me think of that. I'm a creep. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I wanted to make sure it was about credit totally creep. We totally aged ourselves yeah, there. But you did. Anyway. So today, yeah, credit creep and the five expenses that can lead to major creep fast. Uh, yeah, and the question you need to ask yourself is this. As you listen to this today, are you actually guilty of one of these charges? Because hopefully you're not. But I wouldn't doubt it if you were Ooh. guilty of one or two, maybe. Especially, I know there's one most of us are pretty guilty of. And we'll get to that here in a minute, right? Right. So keep listening to find out. So credit cards. Wow. I had my first credit card when I was 18. Luckily, I was, I don't know, I got luckier. I just was smart because I saw how other people didn't use them properly in my in my family when I was younger. Yeah. So I've been really lucky. But that being said, I, I, I have a lot of family members and a lot of friends. And let's be honest here, you know, my job in life is really helping a lot of people that have made these mistakes, right? Mm-hmm. So today our goal is we're going to talk about how to, you know, how to avoid these mistakes. And Dusty, you know, being the fact queen, go on fact queen, give us your facts for the day. All right. You're going to love these. Um, this actually surprised me. 90% of adult Americans have at least one credit card and the average person has four. Okay. So yeah, you know, I was actually surprised by this. I actually thought the four might have been a little bit higher. I was thinking probably around six. Really? So I, I was sort of surprised by that because I mean, it's so easy to get a credit card nowadays, right? You go, you go buy tires, they, they want to give you a credit card. You go to the store, you know, they want to give you a credit card. So you get your discount. You've got your normal card in your pocket and then you get, you get home and they've offered you another one. And right. if you do this, you get, you know, this extra stuff. So the, the, the four was actually a surprise to me. I, I think four is probably, you know, like you said, it's the average, but I, I think, think it's not too bad. huh? It's not too bad for me to say that. Yes, believe <laughs> it or not. Uh, 90% of adults and Americans have a credit card. That's just how our society has changed in the last 40 years. It's, it's honestly, that's just how it is. And yeah. 40 years ago, that number would have probably been less than 50%, right? Well, right. Yeah, well, credit cards first started out with, you know, diner's card. And it was just for people that wanted to take people out for a nice dinner. And then we saw it evolve in the seventies and the eighties where, you know, nowadays, you know, Courtney's cat could probably get herself, or get himself, I'm sorry, get himself a credit card. I mean, in all honesty, or my dog. I mean, I, I, I hate to joke about it, but it's pretty easy. that uh, way, I'm yes, sure. Yes. So, okay, so then the other fact we've got is U.S. consumers on average use 25.3% of their credit card limits. And shame on us, Gen Xers, uh, we have the average, highest average revolving credit utilization rate at 31%. Um, according to Experian. And so, you know, when I was looking at these numbers, then you've got the Gen Y and the Gen Z who are actually much more responsible in, in how much credit they're using. And they're in that 20 to 23% range. You know, I think part of that is 
you know, we, we think about the different generations, the great generation, which were my grandparents or great grandparents, there really weren't credit cards, no. there, right? The first generation to really have access to them limited was, was my parents and your parents' generation, the, yeah. the, the, the boomer generation. And we were like the first generation. Where remember, it was completely available. Remember 18, you want a credit card? And we're like, what's that? Here it is. Here That's it is. Probably where you got your first four right there. That's your four. <laughs> right. All in college, right? All in college. Because you could get four. Uh, yes. So, uh, and I think we, we, we were talking about this, you know, earlier today. The great thing about the younger generation is actually, you know, they've come in with the regulations saying you can't do that anymore. You just can't give an 18 year old a credit card without right. having a job. So with education and with, you know, new laws saying that credit card companies can't take advantage of that. I think we're just seeing a younger generation that's just, you know, smarter about this than we were. Yeah, totally. Okay. So we've talked about the facts and now we're going to talk about those credit creep things, five expenses you should never Put on your credit card. You guys hear this? Never. Never put them on your credit card. Dusty, what's number one? Number one, rent or mortgage. You know, you may think you're really smart. You wait, wait, two- wait, 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 wait. Put my mortgage on my credit card? Okay, let's go through this logically. So you have a you have a cash back credit card that earns 2%. And you're like, what's the biggest thing I could earn cash back on? My rent or my mortgage payment, right? So I'm going to put that on there <laughs> and I'm going to pay it off at the end of the month. And... What you may not realize is that most of the time when you make a payment, either for your car or your rent or your mortgage, you're going to incur a credit card processing fee of 2 to 3%, which may wipe out whatever reward you were going to earn. Yeah, it sounds like it's if you're lucky, it might be a wash. Right. But it sounds like you might be spending a little bit more that way and actually the points. But that being said, we are Americans. We love our points. We love our points. We love our points. We love our rewards. We want to feel like we're special. Well, right. guess what, guys? That's not the way to get your rewards. That's not the way to be special. Don't do it. Don't try it. You know, just don't, you know, I'm going to talk to you like you're my 21 year old daughter. Just don't do it. Plus what happens if you do that? You know, you may have a false sense of how much discretionary income you have each month and you might overspend in other categories because you're like, oh, right. I, you know, my mortgage is taken care of. And then that bill comes. Yeah. I know those that can do this and do it wisely. Okay. Good for them. But I'm going to say on, on the majority of us, we're going to make that mistake because we're buying other things with our credit card. And some of us aren't really good at, you know, being, and we're going to talk about this here in a few minutes about knowing exactly how much goes on the credit card. And before you know it, the credit card bill comes in and you knew you put your rent on there, but then there's an extra 500 or or $1,000 of other things. So yeah, I would not recommend you do this. Yeah. So, okay. Number two, a large purchase that could wipe out your available credit line. Okay. Give me an example of what you mean by that. Well, what I mean by that is if I have a credit card that the limit is only $2,000 and I decide I'm going to go out and buy new furniture for $1,500, I've just basically used three quarters of that line of credit. I have just destroyed my credit score without even realizing it. Right. Which we saw a lot with young people, especially us when we were in college, our generation, we'd get a credit card that had a credit limit of $500 on it and it didn't take long to charge up $500. Right. So what? So again, we've talked about this before, but what is that max available credit line you should use? So if I got a $2,000 card, how much should I put on you, that? You know, you really want to keep it, You 40% is pushing it. You want to try it 30%. So, I mean, a perfect example is if you have a $2,000 line of credit, the most you really want to charge on that is $800. I was going to say, don't make me do the math. 
Pull your calculator out. It's on your phone. Do the math. So $800. And you can so easily ruin your credit score by doing this and not even realize that's why it's happening. Unless you, you know, you, you take the class and you learn, wow, oh, I didn't know that. Right. And so many people, when you go back to, you know, the number one, the rent or the mortgage and now with these large purchases, you, what you're doing is you're going to destroy your credit. You're going to bring your credit score down so low that the next time you need to get a loan, your score is going to be so low. You're either not going to get the loan or the interest rate you're going to pay on the loan is going to be extremely high. Okay. So when, when I was writing this, I was thinking specifically about, let's say I need a washing machine and I go to Best Buy and they offer me a card and uh, you know with a $1,500 limit and I put that $1,000 washing machine on that. Does, do the same rules apply with credit consumption and all of that on those store cards as it does for if I put that on my general Visa card? They do, but you've got to remember, this is about your whole credit pool you have there. You're, you're, you know, it's, like a, it's like a swimming pool. So the more credit I have available, that pool's getting bigger, right? Okay, so, so I've got my $1,000 Best Buy card and I've got $10,000. So my pool is 11000 Right. So you don't want to go over that 40% of that eleven. Of that total, not what's on that particular card. Yeah, but what card. happens is if you only have one credit card and your line of credit is 1000 and you go up, up a, you know, something at you know the appliance store the, the or the store where you're going to go, you know, every time you go buy furniture, they want to open a credit card sure. for you. And you max it out. So what I would always tell people, if you're going to do that, ask for a higher line of credit, I'd ask for it to be, I would only spend 50% of what that line of credit is. Uh, unless, you know, if you have no other credit, you got to make sure it's higher than that. Okay. So right. be careful. Be is what very careful. Saying. Yeah. Because you can ruin your credit score. And not only that, here's what really happens as well. Not only that, you get hooked on the idea that I'm going to pay it off 24 months, same as cash. And it takes you 28 months. But the thing you don't realize is it was accruing interest the whole time. Mm -hmm. So the amount that you thought you were going to save by not paying it off on time, you're actually going to have to pay all that off. Yeah. At the same time, I've done those programs before. And if you do it responsibly, it's great. It's the oh. best way to go, right? If yes. you can't afford to pay cash. No, that's, if you can, no, that, that's where this whole idea, you can use credit to your advantage. And right. that, that's a great advantage, but you've got to be aware of what you're doing. You've got to be cognizant of it. And not, if you're just throwing it on your, you know, your visa card, but then you're throwing everything else on your visa card, it's going to creep up. And we're going to actually talk about that. Okay. Number three, Dusty. Oh, taxes. Um, you know, and taxes can be one of those things that, uh-oh, it's creeped up on you. You didn't realize you didn't withhold enough. Whatever the reason is. Um, what type of taxes are we talking about? Well, I think what we're going to talk about is income taxes, but property taxes could yeah, be the they, same. Yeah, all of them, right? Same thing, right? Um, but, you know, unlike using a bank account transfer to pay your taxes, if you use a credit card, the payment isn't free. You're going to wind up incurring a fee that's a percentage of whatever the tax amount is you owe. And oh. it could be anywhere from 2 to 4%. So Oh, so just kicking an extra 2 to 4% of what I already owe. Yeah. Wow, but yeah. I'm gonna get those points by using my card, right? <laughs> so again, you might weigh your, you know, weigh your options yeah. there, but it's not likely gonna work out in your favor. So the best way to handle this is, believe it or not, is actually we don't really want to do this, but call the IRS. Mm -hmm. You know, it scares all of us. But set up a payment plan with IRS. It's gonna save you money that way. It's gonna save you. Uh, I, Putting it on credit cards is not the way to go. Yeah, it's and don't really ignore not. it either. Don't do not do the opposite and ignore that, right? Right, don't. Uh, yeah, I know people that have done that in the past and it always catches up to you. So the idea that you're going to not pay your taxes <laughs> for a few years, it's going to it's gonna come back and haunt you eventually. You're going to eventually, I mean, that's what they always say. You know, taxes, you can't get away from them, right? Death and taxes. I mean, that's what got Al Capone put in prison was taxes. It wasn't all the other stuff he did. It was taxes. Right. All right. So number four is, number four, believe it or not, is medical bills. 
which, you know, a lot of us think, okay, we get a medical bill and they're usually higher than we expect, right? right. I, actually, I think you got a oh. story about this. Oh my gosh. So in two days, both of my kids had medical emergencies. One was a trip to the prompt care and the next day was a trip with the other child to the emergency room. So lots of wine later. And a bambulance. And a bambulance. So anyway, I got the ambulance bill the other day and it was $2,500. And I have a health savings account and I do a good job putting money away, but I just about lost it. So you got both those bills. So, and have you and got I them all even, in yet? I haven't even gotten the hospital bill oh, yet Lord. with okay. all the testing and the emergency room visit. So I have no idea what this is going to end up costing me, but it's starting to make me nervous. So it's coming in and you're going, oh my God, oh my God, I don't have that much of my HSA, right? Right. So you being a person that wants to be responsible with your, you know, and not go to collections, you're like, I'm going to pull out my V's and pay for it. And I'm going to get my points. Don't do that. Right. Because here's the thing. Wait for all the bills to come in. Actually call those, those, those hospitals. And you've got a few different options. Some of them actually will reduce those bills if you ask them. Mm -hmm. And if they don't, they all have payment plans where they don't charge any interest. And they'll, they will go anywhere from six months out to two years, three years, but you've got to ask. They don't send it to you. You actually have to call them and say, hey, well, because most of us, if we get a $5,000 hospital bill, you know, most of us are probably going to almost have a heart attack and have to go back, right? Right. So it's like, oh, I got a $5,000 bill. Make the call. Have the conversation. But the thing is, you've got to make the call in the conversation. If you, if you, if you want to put it on your credit card, go ahead and do it. I wouldn't tell you. I don't think that's the best advice. I don't think that's the right thing to do and the right way to use your... Especially if you're going to plan to pay over time on that credit because you're going to pay interest on it where if you call the hospital or whoever that provider is, you're most likely going to get an interest-free option. I can tell you. So as we've talked about before, my wife fell and broke her wrist and the bills came in. There were, they were, there were a lot of bills there, right? Well, we waited until they all came in, set it up on a payment plan with 0% interest. And we just hooked up our HSA to it. So we're still using our HSA money and not our credit card. That's either. a good idea. So that's a, that's one way to get away with that without using the credit card. And then number five would be a series of small impulse buys. And you know what? <laughs> this this happened to me actually this month. I just got back from vacation, which usually after that, you're kind of in like sticker shock of what you spent on vacation, right? Yes. And I was bored last weekend. And so I ended up buying like four things for myself on Amazon. <laughs> And then I immediately thought, why am I doing this? Because I'm putting that on a credit card that I'm going to get the bill for next month and go, what did I buy again? Because it's instant gratification. Yeah. And, uh, Amazon's going to get it to you in a couple of days. You don't even have to go into Target or Walmart. I yeah. Mean, why wouldn't you, right? Duh. But small impulse purchases are such a slippery slope, right? Yeah. So you really want to you know, delay that gratification and plan for it. And I can tell you right now, I, I come from a family that was guilty of that. We went on vacations and we put them on credit cards. And I did this when I was younger mm -hmm. and paying off on a vacation a year after you, you've gone on vacation. It's not so vacation. Kind of sucks the fun out, <laughs> yeah, out yeah, of it. Yeah, right? right. So make sure, you know, if you're going to use your credit card, and I will tell you this, I do use my credit card when we go on vacation to book the hotel, wherever we're staying, but I pay it off as it comes, as when it comes in, because I've already put the cash aside for that. And but I there's do a that. lot of advantages to that, right? Well, I, I mean, do it for safety reasons. Right. Insurance, safety reasons. I mean, when you rent a car, my credit card in particular, when you rent a car, they cover the extra stuff. Like if you would have an accident, you're saving some money there, hopefully, by doing right. that. But and, that. and it's okay to do that. But the slippery slope is, hey, we're going to go on vacation. Let's get on Amazon. We need to buy everything now. And then when we get back home, we need to buy things that we forgot to buy, you know, 
when we were on vacation. Right. So that, that idea of like, put it all on a credit card, put it on a credit card. And I will tell you, most of you probably when you shop online, probably already have a credit card saved on there. And that's where the slope gets real, you know, it gets real slippery. Right. Because you don't even have to walk to go get the card. No, it's just right there. You just click the button, right? You, you, don't, have to, you don't have to pull it out and like type it in. It's already right there. It's so great. All our devices are like, well, would you like to use this card? And you're like, oh, sure. So be really careful of that. Okay, so, so let's recap these five things you should never put on your credit card. Number one, rent or mortgage. Number two, a large purchase that wipes out your available credit. Number three, your taxes. Number four, medical bills. And number five, a series of small impulse purchases. So credit creep is real. Creep, what? <laughs> credit creep is oh, real. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you've called me some things, you know, before, but creep wasn't one of them. So yeah, credit creep. Okay, tell me about this. But what there's but there's Four tips we'd like to give people and how to avoid it. I mean, obviously, don't do these. Don't put these five things on your card. But what are some other things we can do to avoid it? Okay, number one, treat your card like you would cash. Right. Uh, check your balances. Be aware. You know, you can actually go online on your phone online, and you can check your balances on your cards at all times. If you're not a person that wants to be online, guess what? You can actually pull your card out and call the number on the back, and it's going to tell you how much you owe. It's going to tell you what your statement balance is. It's going to tell you what your current balance is. And not only that, it's going to tell you what your last five charges were. Yeah. yeah. So, there's so don't use that as an excuse of, I, I don't have it on my know. account. I didn't mm-hmm. know. Number two, know the cost versus benefit of rewards versus fees and credit impacts. So right. 2% back, you're going to incur a 4% fee, probably not a good value. So, so four, two. So that means we're paying 2% more than if we had just paid it the other yeah. way. And if okay. you're using more than that 35 or 40% of your credit limit, you're also hurting your credit. So be just be smart. Be cognizant. I like that word. That's okay. my word of the week. Cognizant. See? Cognizant. Number three, try not to charge without having a plan to pay off that charge in the short term. What does that mean? Well, it goes back to, like I said, if I'm going to go to Disney World, I don't want to put on a card and pay it off for two and a half years. I want to have that thing paid off when I get back. I did this when, I was, when we were younger. Put the vacations on the credit card. Oh, it'll be fine. Oh, because that's instant gratification, right? That's We're it. gonna go next week. We well, we Woo-hoo. deserve it. We work hard. We should go. Not only should we go someplace, but we should go someplace extravagant. Put on a card. It's gonna be okay. Trust me. We talk about stressing the fa- yeah. the family because uh-huh. of finances. And relationships. Mm-hmm. This is not the way to do it. This is not the way to pay for your vacation because as a person that did that, learn from my mistakes. It does not create peace. It creates nothing but stress. Yep. And number four, save for emergencies and big purchases. Delay that instant gratification. So what I'm hearing save. is if save I and budget. If I need to purchase new furniture, which I've been told I need to, and that's a big need in air quotes, <laughs> I should save the money and go and use yeah, just take it out of the bank account. I mean, it is what you should do. Okay. So uh we're, so we're gonna, that's gonna, gonna be your conversation back is well, I think we'll save for this. And when we get enough money, we'll, we'll do that. And yes. what is our budget on the new? You know, that's a good point. Because then you don't you don't blow out a budget that you don't really have because you get there and you like something and you're like, oh, I'll put that on a card. Yeah. Uh, this is a totally different story. We should, we should have this as another podcast. Okay. But if you're going to go shop for furniture, you really need to have a conversation to have a budget. Because once you get there, it's like <laughs> Opinions on. Opinions different. It's on like Donkey Kong. <laughs> and most of us don't walk into one place and go, yeah, we're good to go. No. Yeah. That's a good good point. All right. All right. So those are our four tips for avoiding the creep. And what we mean by the creep is the 
Credit creep. Okay, the credit creep. The other creeps, you're going to have to find another person to talk to about that because I don't know how to deal with that issue. Um, so let's talk. Let's wrap this up. Dusty, tell us about, you know, what's what's next? All right. So being vigilant about responsible use of credit is a cornerstone to financial success. And it's something we talk about all the time. So if you're making good use of your credit, great. Keep up the good work. But are you in a credit creep or major debt and need help getting out? You know, what should people do? What you should do is you should actually go to your... Uh, your bank or your credit union where you actually already bank at and sit down and ask somebody to, if you can talk to them. There's probably somebody there that is certified to be a counselor that can help you out. Sure. And if you if you don't have a, a bank or credit union and you're in the Indianapolis area, come see us. I can help you. Look me up, obviously. If you go to the podcast, uh, all our information's there. Right. And we'd love to help you. But, but no matter who you talk to, there's no judgment there. They're just trying to help you figure out the right thing. Like don't don't be embarrassed about what where the situation you're in. Go get help. I think that's something that's really evolved in our in our society. Uh, it used to be one of those things where you didn't want to talk about the finances like that because you, you the scorn. But there are so many groups out there now that that's what they concentrate on. There are so many different community groups that can help with that. So reach out to whoever it is and and don't be embarrassed yeah. because we're out there to help you. And and everybody makes the same mistakes, so don't feel like you're alone in it, right? But yeah, you're not the only one. Trust me. Even people who are good at managing their money. Don't do it the best all I the mean, time. I mean, Dusty's really great at it, but she just came back from vacation. I'd hate to see her credit card bills. I haven't even looked yet. <laughs> so I, I need to take your advice here with this credit grief thing. Get on your app. So yeah, you know, get on that app. Make sure you're aware of how much you're spending. And, uh, you know, everybody, you're all we're all doing the same thing together. We're all learning. So thanks for listening. And uh, take us out, Dusty. Carpe Dime is presented by Financial Center First Credit Union. It's produced by Jamie Davidson, myself, and Courtney Cooper. Financial Center is a seven-time national award winner in the category of adult financial literacy. And our goal is, Jamie? To help improve your financial life. It absolutely is. To learn more, visit fcfcu.com. And if you like what you hear, where can they find us? You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, and the All Indiana Podcast Network. All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a great day.